So someone who's successful in their goals is someone that's going to take the initiative to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding that they're probably going to fail at some point. Um, creating steps to be able to get there. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. We hope you guys had an amazing weekend full of fun, learning, and some solid time spent with the people you guys really care about. Anyways, today we wanted to cover yet another common fear, and that is the fear of criticism. In today's topic, we have guest coach Madison join me on tackling this one. In this episode, Madison shares her history on how fear and anxiety can impact the mind and also the body. We also go over some key components of criticism, its intentions, and how it can be perceived in a negative way and also a positive way. We also provide some ideas on how to approach situations or life that can give you the edge in fighting this fear and other fears. If you guys have any questions or criticism that can better improve our services for you guys, we would love to hear your feedback. With that said, don't be afraid of anything. Make mistakes, learn from it, grow from it, keep grinding. We love you guys and hope you guys enjoy this episode. Well, hey Madison, thanks for coming. I'm super excited about this talk because just prior to this, we had a criticism talk between me and you for about 30 minutes. So um, so with that said, this this next segment is all about the fear of criticism. Because we had you had your ideas, I had my ideas, and then it was uh it was really cool to see and I wanted to share it with um, the rest of the peeps here. So let's start out with your thoughts on how fear kind of shapes the body and your eyes and shapes the mindset. Um, on how it may be affecting the body in a negative way. All right, so for those that don't know, I have had anxiety and depression for most of my life. So fear has been my driving force behind most decisions that I've made. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've noticed with everything, fear just breaks you down in this horrible way. Yeah. Um, I mean, from when you talk about mindset, you talk about how everything that you think about is negative. There is no positive. Someone gives you something, you think about it in a negative way. Um, you inwardly internalize these things, and then they sit and they stew. So what it does is it makes it harder for you to sleep. It makes it so that you're less hungry. When you are hungry, all you want to do is snack. You don't really want to eat meals. Um, it breaks down the energy. So when you try to work out, if you push yourself too hard, you end up getting sick, and your body like, rejects you for it. Um, so those are definitely some, some things that I have gone through that make it really hard if fear is what's running your life. I like how you brought that up because you have this stomach issue, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, every time you have like a good month or a good week, it you don't even realize it's there. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you have big de- deadlines happening or big life changes, like you're about to get married or um, you're about to change your career, what's what were the impacts in your... Um, intestinal lining when you have those days so um i guess i will say those two changes themselves were actually really good i wasn't too stressed about those um but for me my biggest stress was when i'm teaching 
teaching stresses me out. Um, so my big issue was with my intestine, like my stomach and everything is I would just get cramps and I'd feel bloated and crappy all the time. And what it does is it doesn't just affect your stomach, it affects everything. So it affects your body, it affects the sleep patterns, it affects the way that you think. Because now all of a sudden all I'm thinking about is my gut. So anything that's other than that, I can't even focus on. So anything else that I want to do, I mean, that's literally all I think about when I don't feel good. And you can tell when I walk into the gym on the days that I don't feel good. Okay. Yeah. So you brought up the term anxiety. What were some things that make make you anxious? Um, well, fun fact. Yeah. My worst fear in the world, which I'm much better now than I used to be, but it was throwing up. Okay. That was my number one top fear. Okay. okay. I haven't thrown up since I was seven. Oh my God. And yeah. when I did, it was like a superstar scarring experience. And I think yeah, that's yeah. where the stomach thing really started. Yeah. But because of that, all of my anxieties then just ended up in my stomach. Right. So when I'd be stressed about school or if I'd be stressed about something that was going on on the outside of my life, I mean, it got to the point where it didn't matter what the event was, if it was exciting, if it was good, if it was bad, if it was um, something that was driving me to this different feeling or emotion, um, I would have an anxiety attack. It didn't matter what it was, if it was good or bad, right? That's, that's how severe it got to me um, at, at one point, but it all drove from my stomach. And it's it's weird, yeah. but it's it's yeah, it's been it's improving. Oh, tremendously! Right, so yeah. it's, it's the perfect segue to how are you able to conquer that fear of anxiety a little bit for you, right? And there's a couple of fears. There's six fears today. Really, we want to cover the criticism fear. Yeah. Um, so that's what I really want to cover. Like, what are what are your thoughts about criticism first? So, um. In my past, I mean, if we if we go back to the time when judgment really first starts to take over people's minds, it's middle school, high school, right? right? And it's new to you. So when criticism happens, it's a constant ebb and flow of what do they think about me? What about this? What about that? She said this. He said that. What does that really mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went through that a lot. And then when I got and started teaching high school, it was criticism from like kids and parents and mm-hmm. teachers and um, especially student teaching was hard for me because you're kind of on the low end of the totem pole and you're just assuming that the kids will listen to you but you don't really know. Um, and then you get like some backfired kids that yell at you and scream at you and you take that internally and you see it as this bad thing. Yeah, um, criticism or something. Oh yeah. And then with my master teacher, he ended up telling me I did really good taking criticism but I always kind of felt like when he'd give me feedback, I took it a little personally. Right. Um, for me, that changed when I actually started teaching, teaching high school. So two years ago, um, I got my first email, mean email from a parent. Mm-hmm. And they were not happy with me about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that email, I realized this was going to happen. And if I continued to take it personally and not grow from it, that it was going to destroy me. And then the fear was going to come back and consume me again. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we had this conversation just prior to this and we were and then you had this thing where you were like I think people should just take criticism from people they care about but never to the never to a point um, about people that they don't know and then we had this little back and uh, forth back and forth <laughs> on um, which one was more important right uh, and then at, at one point we, we got to an agreement at the at the end of this so that's um, the outcome but at first you thought you thought what can you explain 
explain. Uh, yeah, so the way that I was I was thinking about it, um, which I realized at the end that the way that I worded it was so not right, but is the idea that if someone that you don't know is judging you and criticizing you, if they don't know you to a certain extent, you don't need to necessarily take what they say full force. You can take it with a grain of salt. Whereas when people that know you and know who you are and the type of person that you are, the criticism that they give you is going to be that feedback that you need to help you grow. Right. Um, that's originally what I had said. Right. And which is, which is, which is, yeah, I think it's safe. I think it's a really safe thing. And then, um, but for, for, for me and, and for all of my coaches, I, I always tell you guys, I think, I think criticism is super powerful. I think most criticism that we get is for pure betterment, betterment for a product, betterment for value, betterment of um, your connection with each other. And um, I guess one would be, uh, so that example was, I'd get a complaint, right? And that complaint was like, hey, listen, man, your coach was awful, right? He was, he, he was not nice. He, he pulled me off to the side and he said, I shouldn't talk too much, right? And um, now if I didn't like that criticism, I could just probably just avoid it. But in, in our case, it was like, hey, listen, so-and-so, I, I was like, can you please explain kind of what the situation was, right? And um, and that situation was, she was talking to her friend, um, and and uh, the coach came came around and told told them, hey, would you mind just not talking for a little bit, right? Um, now in her eyes, it might have seemed like it was it was it was just being mean, right? But then for me, it was. Hey, listen. I have my coaches. My coaches are required to do these um, extensive outlines. They got to have some guidance. They got to have these warm ups. They got to make sure the workout is safe. They also got to make sure the workout is difficult enough so people are getting a good experience. And um, when when people are talking in, in in between their introductions or their stimulus, they 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 get thrown off, right? Um, but you know what? I I, I do agree with. With what you say, so I want to make I want to make sure that my coach approaches it a little bit differently, right? And a lot of times they're like, "Oh my God, I didn't even know you guys study hours to just do one workout, right?" So that bridge and gap of communication was the outcome, and that was the benefit, and that was the realization that that's what I missed in our coaching detail. Right, we should be approaching our conversations with a lot more whys from now on before we assert something, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then you came up with uh, one thing about what people are really fearing is not the criticism of them; it's more of what. So, and that, yeah, and so that, that's why I'm glad that we had that conversation because I re that's when I realized that the way I worded it was not good. Right. Um, but it's the fear of your own criticism. So you're judging yourself and you're criticizing yourself based on what you think other people are thinking about you. Right. Um, and that's where it can really catch you. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. So let's say that you go, you go out to dinner with your wife or your husband or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever, uh -huh. and you're going out with a group of friends, right? And you haven't met these people before. Uh -huh. And as soon as you sit down, 
Um, everyone orders a drink, but you don't want a drink, but then you feel like, okay, well, what are they going to think about me if I don't get a drink? Are they going to think that I'm lame? Yeah. Am I boring? Am I not yeah. someone that's fun? So then yeah. you feel like you have to order a drink. Right. Um, so then what's happening is they may not have thought anything of it, but now you're sitting there judging and criticizing yourself versus for what you think they're going to think about you. Amazing. Yeah. So majority of the time, I feel like the criticism is always not about other people criticizing. It's what you think they're about to say. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. um, do you think that holds people back from achieving their potential? Oh, my gosh. 100%. 110%. 200%. That's possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Because yeah. if you start worrying about what other people are thinking about you, even if they aren't really thinking about you or about that, um, it's going to hold you back from doing so many things, from making your own decisions, from being your own person, um, from really expressing who you are, because now you're scared of what other people are going to think if you are who you want to be. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Madison, can you elaborate on how to stop criticizing yourself? Yeah. So um, when we talk about criticizing yourself, what it is is a thought process. So if you have these negative thoughts towards yourself, what it's going to do is it's going to come out as you assuming this is what other people are thinking about you. But in reality, most people aren't. Um, so the idea behind it is that you have to learn to love yourself and accept yourself for exactly who you are. Um, and things that you can do to be able to do this is meditate and breathe. Um, one thing that I've loved doing in the past that really helped me was every night before I went to bed, I would write on a sticky note, a, like a cute little note to myself and I'd put it on the mirror. So when I woke up in the morning, the first thing I saw was a note to myself, um, usually complimenting something about me. I usually didn't have to do with my looks. So mental, mentally, things that I was doing better at, um, goals for myself to grow into, checklists. But the idea behind it is that you're trying to change your mental game to help you grow and love who you are. Because when you're able to do that, then the thoughts of what you think other people are thinking about you aren't going to matter anymore. Because you're growing into yourself and you're realizing who you are as a person and what you can, what, what you can end up getting to eventually. That's really amazing sounds like you put yourself in this like huge positive vibration that you're you're able to to identify what they're they're really saying to you yep yeah you have to you have to put yourself in that positive vibration because no one else is going to do it for you really cool okay do you have any other tips madison yeah so uh, my second one would be talking about different ways you can communicate and how to really listen um, because people have this issue with communication where instead of sitting and thinking about what they're going to say, they tend to just blurt it out. So even if it's a negative thing, that's, that's still something that can obviously happen. Um, so for example, when we talk about communication, lack of communication. Mm -hmm. So a couple weeks ago, a friend of mine put a post on Facebook talking about COVID-19. Yeah. And she was talking about how, um, or like how it's worse than the flu. So it's causing more, more deaths and more people are getting sick. Mm -hmm. And on her post, what I posted, I'm going to preface this mm -hmm. with the idea that when I was originally typing it out, what I was thinking was that I was pointing out who were the people that were most likely to get it. So who needed to be the most careful. Mm -hmm. So I talked about how people between this age and this age that have underlying diseases and medical issues are the ones that were more likely to get it. Mm -hmm. Well... People took that the wrong way, and I got some pretty nasty comments, which, due to language, I will not say over the speaker, mm -hmm. but I got some pretty nasty comments back about what I had said, basically saying I was the scum of the earth. Okay. Um, 
And so that to me, I mean, in the beginning, I was like, oh, wow, wow. Then I went back and I read my comment. I was like, okay, I can definitely see how she got this out of this, right? Right. She doesn't know me. She has no idea who I am. This is what I said. I can understand why she got out of this, why she said this. Um, I ended up not replying to her because I realized at that point, for me at least, I didn't think that I was going to dig myself out of that hole because of the way that she thought about me. So I ended up just messaging the girl that posted the status and I just double checked with her. I'm like, you you knew what I was trying to say, right? I'm by if I said something that was bad, please let me know. And she's like, no, you're totally fine. I get it. Yeah. It's like, you're no worries. Um, but for me, it's like one of those things where I know it's social media and right. you can never take like what you said earlier. Anything you type out is never going to be taken positively because there's no infliction behind the voice or people understand what you're really trying to say. Right. Um, so in that way, I could have communicated clear. I could have messaged her back or said something in a positive light to make her like try and help her to see what I was really trying to say. Um, and I could have taken it differently for the way that she said it. Yeah. So I could have listened to her comment differently. Um, and so to me, when it comes to this is we, we have this difficulty with listening. We talk about how to listen. People don't listen to learn. They listen to reply. And so about halfway through a conversation, someone's going to turn off their thought process to what you're saying and start coming up with what they're going to talk about. Um, and so whenever we talk about criticizing, if someone criticizes you, what most people end up doing is halfway through your criticism, they cut you off mm-hmm. and they try to attack you and they argue back with what you just said. Right. Um, but the criticism that we're looking for is a positive criticism. So if you learn to communicate and listen, mm-hmm. what happens is then you hear what the person's saying and you can understand, all right, this is what they're trying to tell me. This is what I can do. So instead of feeling like you're being attacked and you're trying to argue with the person, you're now trying to build a better future what the person's trying to tell you and that's that's where you're going to get better in the, in the communication and listening section you have to be able to understand how to effectively communicate and how to effectively co- listen to yeah. others as well it seems like you're collaborating instead of attacking each other at that point absolutely yeah you yeah. have to yeah all right madison give me one more nugget on how you can combat this fear All right, so the last one that I have is make sure that you're turning all the negatives into positives and you Mm -hmm. cannot be afraid to fail. And so what I mean by that, um, so negatives and the positives can be the failure thing but can also be what people are saying to you, right? So in the case of the girl that attacked me on Facebook, yes, what she said and the words and the way that she said it to me was very negative. Mm -hmm. But after talking with you, I can understand how what she was trying to do is make me understand her side. Um, And so when we talk about when you discussed earlier about the people coming and complaining to you mm-hmm. in that moment, it might be negative, but you have to be able to think, okay, how can I turn this negative into a positive? How can I learn from this experience and grow from it in my future? Um, and I think that's a really hard thing for people to learn right. is to learn, Hey, yes, this person is saying something maybe that I don't want to hear, but it doesn't mean that they don't care. Cause right. most of the time, like we talked about most of the time, people that are criticizing you are doing it because they want you to be better. They want to better you in some way, shape, or form. Even if that's not at the forefront of their mind, that's the way that you need to take it, is making sure that you're understanding, hey, they're just trying to better me. They're trying to make me see the faults that I need to fix. Um, And then when we talk, too, about don't be afraid to fail, it's the same thing. You're going to fail. I mean, it's just it's a matter of time. If you haven't yet, congratulations, because at some point you're going to fail. But you have to be able to turn that negative of failure into a positive of growth. And so saying, hey, this is what I did wrong this time. This is what I need to fix to be able to grow in the future. Um, I think people too much, especially now, 
being a high school teacher, you see this all the time with kids. Kids don't want to fail. So instead what they do is they don't do it. They just don't do it. They just don't. Yeah. There's nothing. They don't, they don't do it at all. They don't take the first step. They don't do any assignments. They don't turn anything in because they're so afraid to fail because they've been taught to not fail that they can't fail and their whole lives. Their parents have said, Oh, you're so smart. You're so this, you're so good at this. You're so perfect. And it's, yeah. you can't, right. You can't, you can't constantly be saying that because you want to make sure that you understand failure is okay. Right. So, and then you get criticized for saying things to these kids. <laughs> right? You're telling you, you tell them the truth and, and, and the truth under under it all is like hey listen i want you guys to be successful outside of this i mean it's no i I can't just be hyping you up you're not you're not doing so well like when what how am i going to feel when you're out there in the world oh yeah there's there's definitely some kids that we talk about um that were like man they need to be out in the real world and get smacked down because some some of these kids i feel like just they need to learn and they're not getting it from us because um, after a certain extent, there's only so much that we can teach them. Right. And if, if they don't want to do it, then they don't want to do it. Is that how you communicate to the parents? Um, so with the parents, usually what I do, because I don't, because I'm an elective teacher, I don't yeah. get a lot of communication with parents. Which is rough. Yeah, right. it is rough. Even when I email them, I don't get a lot of replies, which is really hard. Um, but when I do communicate with parents, I make sure to keep them up to date on what's going on in class so then they mm. understand. So when the, te- when the kids are coming home and talking about things that are going on in class, they should already be aware for what we're talking about in class. Um, I guess I could say I'm more of a very honest teacher. So when we're talking about things and I say, hey, you need to learn this, and they ask why, I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. And I'm very honest about why. I don't try to butter anything, make anything yeah. seem nice and sweet because you need to realize that in the real world you're going to fail. Right. You're going to go into interviews and you're going to not do well. Right. And when you get out of that interview and they email you and say you don't get the job, what are you going to do? You're going to fall on your face and decide you're not going to go for another interview? Or are you going to ask them questions of, hey, what were some things I could do better? And then move forward and then work to get better. So the next interview now, you get a job. And I think a lot of kids and even just adults these days don't realize that, that yeah. you're supposed to fail because there's no other way to learn. Yeah. What do you think the difference between somebody that's successful in whatever their goal is and someone that's not? Ooh, good question. Difference between someone, say that again? Successful in their goals and then someone who's not successful in their goals. So someone who's successful in their goals is someone that's going to take the initiative to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Understanding that they're probably going to fail at some point. Um, Creating steps to be able to get there. Um, Because what I get a lot with again, my students, but also myself and a lot of people that I know is they create goals, but they have no way to get there. Right. And so there's no steps taken. Uh-huh. So it's just a dream, right? Goals without steps are just dreams. And whether it happens or not depends on if you take the action. So someone that's going to take those steps to get to their goals and succeed in their goals are people that are actually working towards them, going step by step and saying, hey, probably not going to do very well this time. That just means next time I'm going to kick some butt because I know exactly what I need to do. Right? Like, you're, you're not going to be perfect the first time. And the more that you fail, the better you're going to get. The stronger you're going to get. It doesn't mean you have to fail hard. It just means that there's going to be times where people are going to come and criticize you. And they're going to say, hey, this happened and I didn't like it. So what are you going to do to fix it? Or are you going to take it internally and sit there and think about, oh, woe is me. How dare they say something negative about me? Right. But thank you for uh, 
Thanks for, for uh, spending time with us. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to get another one. Yeah. Yes, about please. Your history. Yeah. About your, your <laughs> CrossFit journey. So. I have lots of history. <laughs>